You're listening to the Board to Death Bingecast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Welcome to the Board to Death Bingecast. Uh, I am Jay, being joined by Chris. And this is a not a conventional a conventional uh, bench cast today. Well, yeah, uh, I think that maybe if we had done this uh, pre uh, Disney buying uh, Lucas Films, then mm. we would have been talking about this. But since we're really late to the game, we're late. To, we, we were both late to the game, uh, but we're sort of hinting at it. But let's just say it, we're doing a what we're calling a rap cast. Uh, w R A P. <clears throat> Uh, for Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the animated series uh, that was how how did it go originally? It was on Cartoon Network. Uh, it was on yeah, it was on Cartoon. No, I think it was on Nickelodeon uh, because I remember uh, Jenny Tartakovsky's Star Wars: Clone Wars shorts were on Cartoon Network. Yes, I remember those. Those uh, were those were awesome. Very minimalist in terms of dialogue and yeah. everything. It was literally just showing the Jedi being Jedi and the clone troopers being badasses. Yeah, but that was in his style, and it's not really considered canon. But the other one, the all CGI one, that's considered canon, right? Um, and it had a it had, you know had a little rough patch towards towards the end of its original run with the last. Season. Well, the last season was a Netflix exclusive. That's right. It was Netflix exclusive, and everybody assumed that was that was it. That was it. Then Disney acquired them, and they said, "Oh, we're making one final season." Was it last year? I can't remember. Was it last year that they made the announcement that there was going to be a new season? Because they showed the trailer for it. I think so. Where it showed Anakin being told, "Like, hey, you have a message for you," and then he goes over to one of those hall tables, and and it's Ahsoka. Right. And uh, that's when we're like, "Holy shit, new season!" And they, but they also made it clear the final season. Yes, and based on how things go in the last four episodes, very much the final season. I mean, if you're familiar with the storyline yes. for Star Wars, mainly with the uh, the prequel trilogy, you know how it ends. Yeah, exactly. Um, but well, and we'll and we're going to talk about not just season seven of Clone Wars. We're going to talk about the Clone Wars series as and, a whole. Probably also talk Rebels in there as well because it's really a sequel series of sorts to Clone yeah, Wars. It, it, it is. It, it, it focuses on a completely new set of characters, but it also brings the old. But the it older also char- brings a lot of those a lot of characters back as well. So it, so it's like going into the final season of uh, Clone Wars. We knew some characters were were going to survive. Well, well, the, well, it, well. Plus, they also brought in characters. Well, one character from Rebels and another character from Solo. Paul Bettany's character in Solo. Well, you say brought him in. He's literally just a CG character. You know, just it's a hologram what... uh, in the background. Well, yeah. He, he doesn't say a single line, but it's his, yes, it's his character. Well, neither does uh, Kanan. It's supposed to be Kanan when he was still a kid, when he was just a Padawan. Like, technically, it's supposed to be like him and his, his, uh, his master... Well, he's still just an apprentice, and mm. the same thing, he's still a hologram, yeah. but the thing is that when you watch it, you're not going to immediately think, oh, that's Kanan Jarrus. I had to read up on that. Like, yeah. I read that up. There's, that- there's a lot of that in the Star Wars stuff. It's like, this any character that looks in any way slightly unique, somebody has is, somebody is given that person, that character, a name, and then 
the fans usually will come up with a whole backstory for them. Oh, like <laughs> the kid in Iron Man 2 turns out to be Peter Parker. Well, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and that was... Uh, well, except that was something that they actually did make canon. Yeah. Uh, you know, because Marvel's actually confirmed that. But uh, at any rate, Clone Wars is also a tricky one to watch because if you watch... If you were to buy, you know, get Disney Plus and watch it, it's... Not in order. It's not in chronological order. It, the same thing goes for when it was on Netflix also. Because mm-hmm. when it was on Netflix, it wasn't in order also. Uh, they had the movie on there also. Yeah. but um, Just like Disney Plus does. But it's not really bundled in with the rest of the Clone Wars No, series. you got to watch that separately. But the movie was supposed to set up the series. Mm-hmm. It was basically a pilot movie. Yeah, uh, which I thought was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I unfortunately... Because uh, this was about a time in my life when I was seeing a lot of stuff that was coming out of time, and I just thought, "Oh, it, this is crap," or whatever. So I unfortunately didn't watch Clone Wars until after it came to Netflix. I was the same way, except didn't watch it until it came to Disney. Until I got Disney Plus, and uh, me, and and, me. <clears throat> and I had to go online and find the chronological order listing of the episodes. So every episode, I, uh, you know, as the credits were rolling, I would pull up the list and be like, okay, what's the next one I need to watch? Oh, I need to go to season three, episode 14, or, or whatever. Because, you know, that's just unfortunately the way the episodes were, were written, produced, whatever. Yeah, um, but that's George Lucas's style. So that's guess, more of his style. I guess. Uh, of course, Clone Wars, when they introduced, they brought in the character of Ahsoka Tano... A lot of fans didn't, weren't that weren't, weren't that keen weren't was, that keen on the idea, but by the end of the by the end of the series, everyone was just like, "Yes, we want more of us." Yeah, and now and like now, you know, if you if you watch Clone Wars from the very beginning and watch it all the way until the very very final episode of season you seven, will, yeah, of season seven, you will love Ahsoka, and then you go and you watch Rebels, where she's not as. as She's a significant character, but a minor character overall in yeah. Rebels. Plus, she has a uh, she has an epic lightsaber duel with someone. Oh. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to spoil it for it, anybody. And it, is, and it is an epic, epic uh, lightsaber duel. Um, but um, the and they have confirmed her for season two of Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, and well, and we'll talk about season two of Mandalorian a little bit later. But let's. Uh, but Clone War, the, the Clone War series, like the name implies, is set during the during the Clone Wars between episodes two, two and, and three. three. Literally, well, two right up to episode three. Yeah, <laughs> because, uh, there's... because the fi- because the last four episodes of season of season seven take place during episode episode three. three. And you can literally, as you're watching the last four episodes, you can tell exactly when it takes place. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, there's a scene where Obi-Wan Kenobi is saying that um, Count Dooku's been killed. So we know exactly... So, so you know it takes place after that scene. After that scene. Uh, you see the, you see the council uh, having their little confab about what to do about uh, Palpatine once uh, Grievous is killed. Yeah, there's because that they're scene. like he has to give up his power now, <laughs> um, and then uh, the initiate order sixty six scene. Well, not just that. There's the the big confrontation between Mace Windu and Palpatine, 
Yeah, and Anakin's you can, turn to the dark side. You can hear it. You, you can use hear the it. audio from the episode three for it. Yeah, although I think that I think they did let Anakin's voice actor from Clone Wars say at least one one of the lines to, to, to sort of blend to sort of blend it blend it in a bit. Maybe they did. I didn't. I couldn't really tell if it was Hayden Christensen's or not. I heard. I read that Hayden it was. Christensen did. You know, I, like I said, they just ripped audio from Episode Three and put put it in that. Well, that's that's what that. I'm saying. I don't know if it was Hayden Christensen's voice. I think it was, but I do remember hearing that one of the lines you hear Anakin saying in in the Force vision or sense that Ahsoka has in that moment is his uh, voice actor from Clone Wars. So, like I said, I think they blended it a little bit. Like it's Hayden Christensen while Windu is uh, is fighting Palpatine, and then it's the Clone Wars voice actor later when he's doing the, like "What have I done?" <laughs> line. Yeah, um, and um, it's I got I got to talk about that scene for a second uh, from Clone Wars where uh, ep- uh, episode eleven. Yes, uh, which is where a, I mean episodes eleven and twelve. Are, well, the whole final season is, well, is excellent, but the last four episodes are just like holy crap, holy crap. Well, this is crap, when they're on crap. the uh, the Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. um, and she gets Ahsoka hears that whole scene happen in her head. She, she reacts to Not it. Not just her, um, Maul is hearing it too. Yeah, but he's not reacting to it. Well, we can't really tell. All we can see are his eyes because he's locked in that Mandalorian. Uh, uh, yeah, which is supposed to be like anti prison cell, a prison cell for force users. Mm-hmm. Um, more on that later. Yep. <laughs> and um, so she does that, and she goes to it was Rex, right? The clone trooper. Yep. So she goes to Rex, but Rex has Rex been- has literally just gotten the order to initiate Order sixty six, and as he's doing this, and she's talking to him, he has his back turned. He drops his help. He, well, first his, off, his hand is shaking. His hand is shaking because he's trying to resist it. Well, and you know what makes it even why he's resisting it even more? Just before he got Order sixty six, he and Ahsoka had had their had had a quiet little moment where she was like, uh, she, all her all throughout her entire Jedi career, she was she was fighting in a war. You know, from the moment she became a she became Anakin's Padawan. To that moment, she'd been nothing, been doing nothing but fighting in a war, and Rex, Rex basically is like, "Well, if it hadn't been for the war, I wouldn't be here," <laughs> kind of thing. And the, but and they basically reaffirm their friendship in that moment, and then he gets a, he gets the call, so he he goes off to take to take it, and then she has the Force vision of uh, Anakin helping kill Mace and turning to the dark side, and. Um... He uh, he drops the helmet, turns around, points his. Now, as this is happening behind her, the other like clone troopers that are on the bridge are surrounding her. Now, the thing that I, I kind of pro- it probably messed her up a little bit is the fact that all these other clone troopers had painted their helmets to look like her, essentially mm-hmm. look like her face, mm-hmm. uh, with like the uh, the orange skin and the white designs that she has on her face. Yep. Um, the whole tr- Tagruda. Or Togruta, or however the hell it's pronounced, her species. Yeah, you know, um, and um, uh, they're all. And I, you know, I want to get back to that that later. Just the about the about the clone troops and everything. But continue. Um, <clears throat> but so, anyways, he turns around, points his blasters at her, 
She's like, "What are you doing?" And he says to find the uh, the clone for he to go find Fives, who was killed in the previous season uh, because something went went wrong with. I don't know that it was his chip. It was it was another clone trooper's chip had basically gone, had gotten damaged or something, and it caused him to kill his uh, kill his Jedi, his you know Jedi commander. Yeah, and. He, fives because this guy had been his had been his friend is trying to find out what was going on finds out something about 66 but he doesn't know what it is but then the whole thing is, ends up getting cover- he ends up being executed and framed for having another defect or whatever but as he is saying find fives you can see a tear running down his cheek because it's like that's literally the last thing that he can do before 66 takes full control over his mind and he goes and he goes full evil basically <laughs> full under control by order 66 yep. um, and so she takes her newly acquired lightsabers that she had gotten from Anakin um, and uh, is essentially using them to block every single one of the clone troopers uh, blasts and it blows a hole in the ceiling she jumps through it smoke clears they look up and they can see the hole and they're like alright we gotta find her now um, and so that little chase begins, but, uh, we got to rewind a little bit to when they brought her back for this particular season where, <coughs> uh, so, uh, <coughs> the previous season, what was it? Season five, I think is when she left. Was it season five or six? Don't remember, but it was an earlier season. Uh, she basically grew disillusioned with the Jedi order. Well, because she was framed for a murder. Mm-hmm. Of a prisoner, which was committed by another Padawan, and um, she ends up getting assistance from Count Dooku's former apprentice, Asas Ventress, and uh, they end up. She ends up getting her name cleared, and you know they say, "Okay, well, you know, you're welcome to come back." And, and she she's says, just "Like you guys didn't have my back at all while this was <laughs> essentially is what it was." And, and she was just like, "You just immediately assumed that I was that I went that I just went bad. You didn't." try to investigate it all. So she walks away and we literally do not see her again until see. this until the final season. And the first thing we see her doing is literally just trying to get by with really no understanding of how Coruscant works outside of uh, the, the Jedi Temple. The Jedi Temple and the parts of it that she has seen. She doesn't she doesn't know anything about the undercity and all the rest. She of it. is essentially on what looks like one of the Imperial speeder bikes from Return of the Jedi and it's about as effective then and uh, it's uh let's just say she flies upside down at one point in time and is hanging by the handlebars. Yeah, well, I don't think it was one of those. It was an even cheaper thing because it was literally all Well, like I said, it was kind of like it was kind of like the speeder bike. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she crashes. She's like, "Hey," she says. She, she tells him with these two sisters. These two sisters, a mechanic and a uh, and a and a grifter. Which I'm fairly well, certain. I'm fairly certain they did grifter, this. But. I'm fairly certain they did the smuggling thing on the side. Yeah, because well, at least the older sister did. Yeah. Um, so they go to the planet from Solo Kessel. Yeah, they go to Kessel. But we see we don't just see the spice mines. We got to see the good part of Kessel, where the cartel basically run lives. <laughs> yeah, where well, they, the, they get to live in the nice in, part. In a palace, literally. Um, so they are like, and I, and, I, and I appreciated that that they showed that Kessel isn't literally just this, this shit hell, hole. This shit hole. 
Um, and well, Kessel looks completely different in the in the canon than it was depicted in the Star Wars, what is now Star Wars Legends stuff, where spice was something that had to be mined in complete darkness. I'm not familiar with a whole lot of the legend stuff. Some well, of the- I don't. The, this that was when I was still re- reading a lot of the the legends novels and. Or at the time, as as it was called, the expanded universe before Disney was like, yeah, no, none of that's canon now. <laughs> yeah, but certain characters proved to be so popular that they had to bring them in. Thrawn. Yep, that is one. But um, at any rate, so um, any, but anyway, anyway, so they go to Kessel. And, so they go to Kessel to get the spices, but, and as they're leaving, and they go to, um, and they go to uh, deliver light it. to deliver it, and they're they're doing the whole light speed or light speed hyper uh, speeds thing um they're like this is a bad idea no we need to do well, this yeah well ahsoka's like well ahsoka finds is fine with it until she finds out that they're delivering it to the pike syndicate and she's like the pikes you don't screw around with the pikes they will basically kill you and take your stuff literally just because they feel like it uh, you don't deal with you don't deal with the pikes and she's trying to convince them this is a bad idea they'll take your ship and the younger sister who literally built the ship herself was like, they're not taking my ship. <laughs> and she literally flips like three switches and all the spice gets dumped they, out. She vents it into space. <laughs> um, and, the, and the other sister's like, what did you... Oh no, both of them were like, what, what did, did you, you do? do? <laughs> and uh, that's when they realize, oh shit, she dumped all the spice out. Well, it's because Trace, the younger sister, is about as naive about the, about the world as Ahsoka is sometimes. Uh, which is, I think, one reason why Ahsoka sort of, you know, clicked with her so so quickly is that they were both tr- had no real had a wide-eyed innocence about a lot of stuff. Um, um, but yeah, and it's just that whole thing with that whole deal that she that Ahsoka was going along with and everything just. One bad thing after another. <laughs> so like nothing went right until. Yeah, like they try to pass off. It's like, oh hey, here's your spice containers. What's the code to unlock them? Oh, uh, we gave that to you already. But we're gonna go ahead and go and take our credits. Bye. As the the hatch is closing, they go and they blast open one of the crates. Opens it up and there's nothing inside. And then they basically just sort of lock down the ship. Uh, the like. Dock lockdown sort of thing, um, so it's like tractor beam. And uh, she's like, "Oh wow, I thought that it was in there. Oh man, I'm sorry. I think they tricked you. Sorry, you might want to go talk to them." Yeah, they're literally <laughs> trying to bullshit their way out of it. Of course, it's, it they're, they're not, it's do- not working. <laughs> they're not doing a very good job at it. Um, well, and a lot of it is down to Ahsoka is trying very hard not because she, she finds out the two of them don't really like Jedi for a very specific reason. Very specific reason, but uh, and so she is trying. Not to reveal her uh, her past as a, as a Jedi. <laughs> She's well. She well. She, she does use the Jedi mind trick on one of the Pikes, uh, and it almost works until uh, one of the other Pikes blast. Yeah, blasts open the crate, and then they're like, "Wait, click, <laughs> lock it down." Um. So they're like, so they tell them like, "Oh, hey, you know, if you let us go, we can go and get you your spice, and then come be back. Right, come back." Uh. So they uh. They go and they get the spice, but they have to trick the dock workers there to give them this new spice, so that way they can take it. Meanwhile, a fight ensues with them and their what looks like a Gorn. 
Star Trek reference. Um, <laughs> oh, no, those are um, there's a name for that race. I forget what they're what they're. It's Bosk's race, I think. Yeah, you're right. Uh, something that starts with a T, but yeah, they've they they're lizard they're, people. They're lizard they're, they're, people, and they're big and strong. Yeah, also so. That and, ha- usually, and usually they, they work for bad people. But at any rate. Well, yeah, look at who hired him, hired Bosk and Empire. Um, so uh, they end up beating him. And I think that because this was a Disney Plus exclusive, so they didn't have like to like uh, worry about censors or anything like that, they were able to essentially show this guy falling to his death. Um, and, yeah, yeah. It, uh, was, it, was, it was great. And in the later parts of that four episode arc because all essentially uh, season seven is split into three movie length uh, arcs you know uh, the first the first four were the bad batch yeah which sort of an independent storyline uh, focusing on the clone troops and like, specifically and, and specifically they they rescue a clone troop that we assumed had been killed in an, in an earlier season. Turns out, no, uh, he was still alive uh, and had been basically been pumped for information by the by the separatists. And, and the bad they, and, and they basically uh, team up with a bunch of like misfit clones. Uh, <laughs> the, basi- the, the titular bad batch. It, it's like you know, like the one clone he had. He was like the big hulking looking guy. Like he wasn't a dumbass. He was just big, mm-hmm. strong. Fear of heights, heavy weapons guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you had the tech guy. You had the sniper. You had the leader, who I swear looked like he was based off of Rambo. He was. <laughs> oh, he, it, well, it's because the red bandana. Yep, and that's. Uh, and he was like the tracker. Um, and uh, like the one guy is like strong enough to lift one of the transport ships, because uh, who was it that was trapped underneath? It was a. Uh, it was Obi Wan, wasn't it? I, I forget. No, no, it was one. It was the. Uh, it was one of the other clone troopers. He goes, lifts it up, <laughs> lifts it. Lifts well, it's not like lifting it overhead; just picks it up so the guy can get hauled out of there. And he walks away with them slowly. And cool guys don't look at explosions because yeah. the thing explodes. And uh, but it was it was a great little standalone story. It, it was. It, it was a it was good something way to... that I think had been adapted into a comic book, if I remember correctly. Well, because I know that a lot of the unused stories that were supposed to be in the uh, the season that they were going that they were planning on doing after season six, like the original plan season, plans for season seven, and then Disney was like, "That's a cool idea. We're just going to make it." <laughs> That's basically what they did, and supposedly I think. I uh, think Bad Batch is supposed to be getting a spinoff series. I, you know, I heard that also. I am all for it. If it does, it doesn't even have to be a long run series, which obviously it's not going to be because Bad Batch, the Bad Batch were introduced in season seven, which is as the Clone Wars are wrapping up. But hey, uh, you know, if you want, if they want to show what the Bad Batch did after the after the Empire rose, like they went off and did their own thing, mercenary work or whatever, fine. I am all for more of the Bad Batch because I, I really like it, and it'll give deep. Uh, uh, it'll give uh, Baker, you know, the guy who does the voice, uh, deep Bradley Baker. That's sort of okay. Uh, who does the voices of all the clones? <laughs> uh, a chance to show off his acting chops a little bit more because he does a pretty good job giving them all little slight quirks. In, in terms of their voices. In terms of their voices, and that's well, this is a perfect excuse for me to to bring up the whole thing that 
I, I wondered when they were making the Clone Wars, it's like, how are you going to make that work? Because all the clones are basically the same. Okay, yeah, some of them will get names like Commander Cody. like uh, Fives, Rex. Well, no, I'm talking like from the movies themselves. Oh. You know, like Cody, uh, Obi-Wan's uh, clone commander. Uh, we He had a name, and I think one or two others were given names. But it's like there wasn't really a whole lot to make them stand out from one another, at least in, as I remember from Episode 3. But in the series... They ha- they put little like uh, flares and stuff all over their over their armor and their helmets. Some of them get like tattoos or or I like or what Rex cut their hair into certain. Things. I mean, I like what Rex has on his with the little tally marks on his helmet to show like droid kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, but uh, but anyways, so uh, after like, but I, like I said, I wasn't expecting them to go go that far with it, but they did, and I'm like. That's actually cool, uh, you know, that they are trying to show that yes, they are all clones, but they are still individuals. Yeah, uh, especially when they brought what was it like two or three of them into Rebels? Uh, it was there was three of them: uh, Rex, Wolf, and can't remember the third one. There were at least three, but um, the only one that uh, of them that we that we met in Clone Wars specifically was Rex. Yeah, so it's kind of cool to see them introduce two new ones in uh, It's Rebels. basically, literally, he just found a couple other clone troops. Maybe he found others along the way, but it's like, and they just sort of laid low. They were just like, we've done our, we've done our fighting, we're not part of the Empire, screw that. Uh, but anyway, so uh, back to Ahsoka. So yep. they go and shenanigans happen where they are, <laughs> they are running away from the Pikes. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, "Oh, we need to get back to our ship. Where's our ship?" So Ahsoka hops up on top of like a roof, and it's funny because I think like the entire time you're supposed to be looking down at the uh, the two sisters as they're talking. Meanwhile, Ahsoka is just like wandering around on top of this roof. You can still see her, and it's supposed to be like a side view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the building that she's on this is isn't like funny she, background event sort of thing going on. Yeah, essentially, while, while the two sisters are, are are talking. Yeah, like you can listen to the sisters, but watch Ahsoka the entire time, and that's what I was doing the second time I viewed the episode. Um, and she was like, "Hey, I see the ship. It's right there." <laughs> she just points up to like one random building, and there it is. Um, well, also force, so she probably was like there. <laughs> Plus, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Um, so they're like, oh, well, how are we going to get up there? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll climb. Well, and eventually uh, she does have to expose her her Jedi powers to them. And basically, while we're... T- let's talk about why the sisters don't trust, don't trust the Jedi. And this actually is... Refers to an earlier episode from the Clone Wars. Yes. Uh, so apparently um, their parents were killed uh, when a missile was... One of the Jedi's had to def- essentially deflect a missile in another direction, and it the was missile specifically from the episode when Zero the Hut is, is is being like the like his bounty hunters have basically busted him out, and they're trying to escape. One of them being Cad Bane, another character that we both would like to see show up in future Star. That was the out the Spurs. Nobody argue with me on this one. I will argue with you on this one. Spurs <laughs> could have been Boba Fett. Why would Boba Fett be wearing Spurs? Why not? <laughs> Cad Bane is the closest thing to looking like an actual cowboy in the damn 
Like, he literally looks like he came out of a western. Here's, here's the thing. Neither of us will be disappointed if it's either of those two characters. <laughs> if it's Cad Bane, you'll be happy. I'll be like, that's cool. And if it's Boba Fett, I'll be happy. And you'll be like, that's cool. I'll be happy with either one, to be honest yeah, with you. But exactly, I think, exactly. But, but I feel like it should be Cad Bane. But anyway, anyway so... Back to... Uh, yeah, we're so, not talking about Mandalorian yet. We're going to... Focus on this. So the uh, so the <laughs> missile was deflected. It it hit a building. It's been a while since I've seen the episode. Yeah, it hit a building, killed the parents. They weren't home at the time, but the parents were killed. And the Jedi said it's as the Force wills or mm-hmm. whatever the hell it was. And so ever since then, they've had a heavy, heavy dislike for it's Jedi. Like, it's like because it, to them, the Jedi just came across as cold and impersonal. It's just sort of like, well, that sucks. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, my bad. You're cool, right? We're, we're cool. Yeah, it's like we're they cool, didn't really right? do anything to try to help them because their parents got killed in a in something that the Jedi were involved in. It's like, do them a solid somehow, you know, help them out. Exactly, but... but they didn't. But they yeah. didn't, so they've kind of been cold towards the Jedi, and then they ask Ahsoka, why did you, like... Not, like why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell us this? And she goes, well, because I'm no longer a me- uh, Jedi. I'm, I'm not a Jedi. She's like, I left. And they're like, why would you leave that? Yeah. So Because she, as much as they dislike the Jedi, they they see it as, that's a good life. You're up you're up in topside, you know, with the, all the rich folk. <laughs> like, why why would you leave that? And, she's, and I think she's like, oh, just, you know... It wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> and so then she left. Um, and but then... But by the end of... By the end of the whole thing, spoilers as if we haven't been spoiling a whole lot already, uh, they do manage to sit, save the day for the sisters. They keep the ship. They get them out of the out of trouble with the pikes. And they basically uh, tell, tell Ahsoka, we'll keep your bike for you uh, in our shop. You're, and basically it's like, you're what the Jedi should be. <laughs> So it was a good ending. For yeah, them. it was a nice ending there. I was like, because uh, as I was watching those episodes, I'm like, how are they going to make? How are they going to resolve this? Are they going to warm up to Jedi again, or are they just going to warm up to Ahsoka? Because I don't want them to be like, thanks, but don't ever contact us again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but after she said, "Oh well, I left the Jedi Order," I think that's when they were just like. Kind of taken aback by that because it's like, why would you leave that? And it was also it's like, you can do that. <laughs> it's like, one of those things. Like, like I, I guess they, I guess they, I guess they thought that it was like, once you're, once, once you're, you're in, you, you're in, once you're in, you're permanently in. Yeah, um, but towards the end of that story arc, the Death Watch also returns. Yes, Bo-Katan and uh, and the members of Death Watch from Mandalore. So they go to Ahsoka, saying, "We need your help to take to get Maul off of Mandalore." Because in an earlier season, well, and let's take this opportunity to talk about Maul and how Clone Wars essentially redeemed the character. But I, by that, I don't mean they made him into a good guy. No. He no. He's not a nice... He no, is not he... A good, he, he is not a good person. He But hates. they made him more than the one-dimensional character he had been in episode Okay, one. so this is something that I had read. Uh, so, Ray Park Jr. plays Darth Maul in the movie. Mm-hmm. Did say that Darth Maul was supposed to have a lot more lines in the film, but they were all cut. Save for like the one line that he says to Palpatine. Yeah, it's like, and that's it. So, it, it, like, like in Episode One, 
then you know, like when when episode one first came out in the theaters, and when we saw Darth Maul in the trailers and everything, we we're like, holy shit, this guy looks awesome. You know, he's got the horns, the red, and the black skin. He's got the 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 uh, the double lightsaber thing going on. You know, he just looked badass. And then in the movie, he gets cut in half by Obi Wan Kenobi, and then you see both halves falling down a uh, like a shaft essentially. And sometime after, and you were like, "What the hell was that?" Clone Wars show comes around, and then it turns out he has a brother on his home planet, which is uh, his his species is the male version of the Night Sisters. Yeah. Uh, and the Night Sisters, the, the, the Zabrak. Yes, and the Night Sisters are the ones who are like the dominant gender on their home planet of uh, Dathomir. Right. Um. And so, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Asajj Ventress and Count? No, Asajj Ventress. Well, I forget who who eventually finds him in Clone Wars, but it's his brother. Oh, uh, Savage Opress. Yes, it was Savage Opress who finds him. But I'm trying to remember who found Savage. I think it was a. I think it was. It was. Asajj a, it was, was Asajj Ventress. Okay, because she, she basically had failed Dooku one too many times, and he cut her loose. He thought he'd killed her, but she survived. She escaped, went back to Dathomir, and basically the Night Mother or whoever, whatever her name was, um, basically was just sort of like, screw them. We'll uh, you know we'll make our own Sith Order <laughs> essentially. And so she gets told to go and. Find uh, Savage's brother. Savage's well, she she gets told to find uh, Savage and to basically kind of like take him in, you know, strengthen him up or whatever because train him. They they a... they basically like weed through like the males to find out which one of them is the strongest through like a series of tests. Savage came out on top, and so they use their magic to make basically him bigger. Make, yeah, make him make him swole. <laughs> make him make him bigger and a lot more dangerous. So Come they to tell the dark side, you'll get ripped. So <laughs> dark side, that, Jim. I don't think the Night Sisters have anything to do with the Sith. Uh, so, well, anyways, I, I, I didn't say Sith. I just said, "Come to the dark side, you'll get ripped." So <laughs> she gives she gives him this like necklace or whatever, that, and is told use this to find your brother. And she shows him an image of Maul, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, where do I look?" She's like. Gotta go where the necklace tells you. So he literally goes on this journey to find him, finds yep. him on this like junk world. And he's basically gone insane. He's gone insane, the spikes on his head, because this is a number of years yep. after he, uh, he had been killed in episode one. And he's got these like badly like crewed together, like put together, like Slapped spider together, like scrap spider legs. Spider legs, and he's gone. Horribly insane at this and point. And Sam Witwer, God bless him, he went all in with uh, with everything when it came to Maul. All right, so I will. I gotta say this: Darth Maul was put together rather perfectly by having Ray Park Jr., who is a martial artist, uh, and do the physical work while Sam Witwer does the voice. Well. Actually, Peter Serafinowicz did the voice in Phantom Menace. Sam Witwer did the voice in basically everything. He had one line in Phantom Menace, so I'm not going <laughs> to... Yeah, exactly. But regardless, Sam Witwer, yeah, he went like full ham during uh, Maul's crazy period. 
they eventually brought took Maul back to Dathomir, I think. And Where they he, they healed him, gave him a new set of legs, but these are were uh, still still like robotic. They were still well, yeah, they were still robotic, but they were what's the best way to describe goat like? Okay, yeah, it makes uh, sense. because it's like one of those ones where it's like with like two uh, knees did, essentially. Digitigrade or whatever, the, yeah. whatever it's called. Um, Ultimate Doctor Doom, for you who have read the Ultimate Marvel comics, you know what yep. I'm talking about. So anyways, they, they do that, they restore his sanity. They Devil rest- legs. They, uh, they restore his youth, essentially. Or they, they at least restored his health. I wouldn't yeah. say youth. <laughs> they made, Well, yeah, they made him healthy again. They restored his mind. And they said, okay, go and find the person who did this to you. So he takes his brother out to... But Hunt he's down. not so much. Uh, yes, it's like he is. He is somewhat obsessed with getting revenge on Obi Wan Kenobi, but he's all. He also recognizes that he was being played by uh, Palpatine and Dooku. Yeah, so he he dropped the Darth part, which I still call him Darth Maul because it sounds cool. I can't just call him Maul. But uh, regardless, throughout the rest of the series, he was just referred to as Maul. Yes. So I, there may have been one or two times when uh, somebody who hasn't realized that he is no longer affiliated with Darth Sidious, somebody might refer to him as Darth Maul, but otherwise he is just Maul. So he and his brother essentially go on like a killing spree, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and they're actually being hunted down themselves by Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. and um, which is exactly how Maul wants it, and Anakin Skywalker, where. <laughs> I remember they were interviewing they were talking to somebody who was like a witness to the whole thing or I think Maul and Savage let this person live because he wanted them to tell the oh, yeah. Jedi well, you know and we see that happen many other times where uh, Maul tries to lay a trap for Kenobi and it never, never quite worked. works out for him and you know that you know that <clears throat> Maul was in trouble at one point in time because he had one of his a part of one of his legs uh, cut off by Obi Wan Kenobi during a lightsaber duel, and then they like disappeared off into space. And then, like, however many episodes later, it turns out Dark Watch found them and gave Maul a new set of legs. But these ones look essentially more normal. Yep. You know, more more human like. Um, yep. And Maul also shows he is not just a. Well, from the from the moment he gets introduced in Clone Wars, you find out he is not he wasn't just some brute. He, there was a pretty damn brilliant mind that just needed to get put back together at first. But once he you know got his sanity back, he then started orchestrating stuff. You know, putting together the Shadow Collective. You know, getting all these various like crime syndicates and smuggling operations and stuff all working together under his under his order. They probably the see, Crimson Dawn was was part of it. Yeah, Crimson Dawn. If Black Sun was part of it, I mean, I, I got I gotta like say this really quick. I went to go see Solo, uh-huh. and I had my doubts going to go see it because I know that there were a lot of problems behind the scenes with the film like I know that um, it went through like one director after another Kathleen Kennedy the guy that I'm not going to try to say the guy's name the actor who plays Han Solo Mm. did say that Kathleen Kennedy is extremely difficult to work with like apparently if you don't wear the right pair of socks on set in your outfit you know in like whatever outfit you're wearing she'll get pissy about it Right, that's how nitpicky she is. I so, mean, I get to to some extent, I get it. You 
want to make the movie as good as perfectly with all the details as possible. There are, there there's a there's a limit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that sort of thing is just like literally the only people who are going to notice that besides you are the really really, you know, neurotic neckbeards that live in their parents' basements. And you don't if you try to do if you try to please those fans, you're not going to be able to pull it off because they live for finding something wrong with what you did. And then they use that as an excuse to explain why everything else sucks. Fortunately, that is true. Um, so anyway, so... Not just Star Wars fans who are like that. Anyone. <laughs> any, anyone. Any, fa- any fandom has those those ones. And you never try to please them because you just can't do it. It's impossible. So, the scene where... This is supposed to be after Paul Bettany's character is killed off. Which, by the way, Paul Bettany was not the original actor to play that role... When they went to uh, do Dryden Voss, yes, uh, I don't know who the original actor was, but he was unavailable to come back for reshoot. So they just re- they just cast Paul Bettany and reshot all those scenes with Paul and Bettany. He did a great job. Paul did a great job with it. Um, and um, after his character gets killed off, and uh, what's your face from Game of Thrones, uh, the one who's yeah. Han's love interest? I can't mm. even think of her name. Um, she, she yeah, she contacts. She contacts Maul, but here's the thing, though. We the, knew during this, it's like we knew going through the movie that she was taking orders from somebody besides Dryden Voss, but we didn't know who it was. So when the little hollow, hollow the uh, communication like call table mm-hmm. uh, turns f- on, turns on, and she's talking to a figure just sitting there with his. Uh, he's sitting down. He's got a hood over his head, so you can't see his face. And That's then, not see what revealed it for me. Before he started talking, I looked at his legs. That's when I knew it was Maul. See, I was like, and see, because I hadn't watched Clone Wars before Solo came out, I'm watching it and I'm just like, I'm seeing dark figure in dark clothes and a dark dark robe with a hood. And I'm just like, why is she contacting Sidious? And it's not. And then you know, you see you see Maul's face. I was like, wait. What? Why is he alive? Because I didn't know. <laughs> Aren't you glad I told you to watch Clone Wars? Yes. <laughs> so, but but during this scene, when I figured out who that it was, him, you were I just mu- like, <gasps> no, I mouthed the words in the movie theater. I was like, that's, I was like, that's Darth Maul. And then he takes the hood off, and you I didn't just hear some of the fans of the crowd. No, <laughs> there really wasn't much of an audience for it because, like I said, yeah. a lot of people said that. They just didn't like the way the movie looked. The movie is great. It is I, great. I, it, I, like, I would love to see a sequel too. Solo. Me too. I, well, <laughs> we'll get into more other Star Wars stuff as we as we continue. This is so, probably going to end up being more like a ramble cast than a rap cast. Anyway. So, <laughs> anyway. so, so he he says to her, uh, "You and I have more work to do," and mm-hmm. then that's it. We don't see any more of her. I'm like. More! <laughs> I want more, damn it! Um, uh. So anyway, so uh, she she uh, contacts... Okay, so back to Clone Wars. Back to Clone Wars. She, she ends up contacting the Jedi saying, I need your help to go and capture Maul, Maul because, because of what he's doing on Mandalore. Well, and rewind it a little bit more... With the whole Shadow Collective stuff, he then basically used that to to launch essentially a Shadow coup on Mandalore and take control of the take control of the planet in secret, ruling it from the shadows. 
until Sidious gets a disturb feels a disturbance in the force. And City and then Sidious himself just shows up on Mandalore is just sort of like And beats He's his, like, Boy, why are you still alive? And he, beats his ass, kills he, kills Savage <laughs> and then and then yeah, beats Maul's ass. <laughs> and but then he tells Maul he's like, I have further plans for you, which I don't think we ever actually see. Uh but so unless it's possible that, you know, Sidious was just sort of like... Because we know that Sidious had a lot, great deal of, like, prophetic foresight. Like, he could see thing, how, how things were going to happen. And he may have seen that if unless he had Maul around to distract the Jedi and specifically split Ahsoka, who was basically one of the grounding forces for Anakin in a lot of ways... Uh, you know, it's it sort of implied that a lot of the stuff, his disillusionment and his, you know, starting to lean towards the dark happened after Ahsoka left. That was, like, and he may have recognized if Ahsoka is is around when my plans come come to fruition, she could talk him down. And I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose my greatest apprentice that way. So he could have basically left Maul there as bait. To try to draw away the Jedi that could keep Anakin in check. Because it also falls to one of his lines. When Ahsoka, uh, when they get on Mandalore and they finally make their way to um, uh, Maul, who's in like the throne room essentially. Mm-hmm. He turns and sees her and says, I was expecting Anakin. And um, Because, well... I'm, I'm just going to say this. The music... Oh, really sets the tone. The for music this. for the last four episodes alone is fucking fantastic. It's 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 very very moody, mm-hmm. very dark, very. It sets the tone perfectly. There are scenes with no dialogue, especially in the last episode. But yeah, oh my god! And when they're loading Maul up onto the uh, transport ship to bring him up to the Star Destroyer. Uh, it's very moody. Like the last 45 minutes of the season is just moody AF. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's... If you can find just the mu- the music for the last four episodes, definitely check it out. I oh, highly yeah. recommend oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, watch the episodes anyway. <laughs> for, but, um, <laughs> but they, you know, they cap- they managed to capture Maul. Uh, and, well, and Maul, while he was aware that he was part of Palpatine's greater plan... Didn't know what that plan was, because that's how Palp- Palpatine rolls. Yeah, you know, he's, he keeps he, he keeps every keeps he keeps his hand his hand close to his chest. <laughs> Doesn't reveal what what is what all of his cards but are. But he reveals to Ahsoka. He says that uh, Palpatine has essentially been grooming Anakin to be his next apprentice, and she's like. No, Anakin will never would never do that. He goes, no, he will. I'm well, he, except he doesn't say Palpatine specifically. He says Sidious, Sidious. because um, I don't I don't know if Maul was aware of who Palpatine really was or who Sidious really was. I should say probably not thanks to that cloak that he was always wearing. But mm. um, but uh, oh, uh, there's also there was another scene where uh, <coughs> Obi Wan and Anakin are like, oh well. Um, uh, Senator Palpatine was captured by uh, Count Dooku, and we need to go save him. But we have to go and stop. But, but if, but if you know, we don't, 
It's like, but we have to leave now if we're going to get to Mandalore to to stop Maul from escaping, essentially. Yeah. So that sh- this shows when it takes place during Episode Three. Well, just before Episode Three, because Episode Three opens with Anakin and Obi Wan going to rescue Palpatine, and a great opening scene. Oh yeah. Um, um, but yeah. And so there was that basically tells you that episode, you know, where that takes place just before um, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it essentially leads into it, but the rest of it is literally a side story to Episode Three. Mm-hmm. So, like how as, how you would want to Ahsoka and Rex and and the clone troop and that or a group of clone troops all basically uh, go to Mandalore to help Bo-Katan uh, and uh, some of the Mandalorians fight off uh, fight off. Maul and the and the Mandalorians that had sworn allegiance to him, and so the clone, clone troopers and Mandalorians working together was an epic thing to see. Oh yeah, because when uh, so Ahsoka ends up losing both of her lightsabers, um, and uh, Maul is still using his. And no, well, she like they get knocked away. It's, they, she doesn't lose them because she still has them on the ship. Later. Yeah, but anyway, so um. She ends up knocking Maul. They're all on this, like, extremely high up structure. Like, below them is the city. And he it's falls. Like they're fighting under the plate in Midgar for her And <laughs> he, he ends up falling. She stops him using the Force. And then, like, these, like, clone trooper transport ships show up with clone troopers and Mandalorians on it. And the Mandalorians use their, uh, the, the grappling hooks to tie him up. And he's going, No! Let me die! Let me die! Because, yeah, yeah, he's just like, if he can't have... Because everything he had orchestrated to try to draw Kenobi to him... Yeah, Anakin was who he said it was, but it's because he knew that Anakin... Where Anakin went, Obi-Wan was usually going to be right behind him. And... So his plans kind of went down the drain. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny, because he does have a one of the clone troopers as a prisoner, and they're like, what do you want? He's like... I was honestly hoping for Obi-Wan Kenobi, but whatever. And he's like, go on. You can go. Go on. He just walks... I was seriously expecting him to, like... Then suddenly, it, like, use the Force to, like, snap his neck. Or, or do something. something to kill him or something. Like, throw him out the window. I was expecting something... Nope. He walks right up to Ahsoka and the Mandalorians. And they're like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Sorry, he got all the information out of me. I couldn't help him. They're like, you, you're, you're fine. Yeah, because he was essentially doing... He essentially did to that clone trooper what Kylo Ren did to Poe Dameron at the beginning of Episode 7. And Rey. Yeah. Um, well, he tried it on Rey, and it didn't work. <laughs> so, that, that was a nice little, like, callback. You yeah, know? Well, callback slash call-forward, essentially. To, uh, well, there was a lot of call-forwards in in Season 7. Because there was th- there was that, and then there was the bit later when Ahsoka is trying to find the chip in Rex's head, and she's doing, and, she, and, she, and she does, and she does the, uh, the Guardians of the, the Wills uh, chant. She's yeah. saying, "I'm one with the Force, and the, the Force, force is, is with, with me. me." And she's doing it over and over again before he starts to say. It. She locates the chip, and then and has the droids basically cut it out of his head. Uh, so he's walking around through the rest of the episode with a bandage on his head, and then later in Rebels, he has the, he has he still has the scar. <laughs> I gotta rewatch Rebels now. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. he's like, so he's like, he's like, so yeah, well, yeah. The, so, but Maul gets, gets captured. Maul gets captured, and uh, they put him. The Mandalorians lock him in this 
sweet-looking coffin thing that's floating like in there. A, like a casket or something. It's got a window, and it's yeah. got, like, a little, like, thing for him to breathe with. Uh, and all you can see, really, are his eyes. If you think about it, this is the Star Wars equivalent of the little, the way they transport Hannibal Lecter around. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> so... <laughs> it just, that just occurred to me, and I was like... Because when at first, when we see the coffin, you, it, you see it from the side, and it's, like, upright, and I'm thinking... Do they freeze them in carbonite or something? And then you see, and then you see, it's like just this, this, this like casket with a with a with a window. I'm like, oh, okay. But there, and, but, and, I, and then they explain that it's something that the Mandalorians used to use against the Jedi back when they fought with the Jedi. The Jedi Mandalorian Wars, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which I think was during. And the I think old... uh, Ahsoka was just sort of like, I thought your sister had all those destroyed, and there's like there was one left. <laughs> Yeah, so much for that one. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so they put him on. They ag- again. This is one of those scenes where there's really no dialogue. It's just just What's, that moody AF music. What sets and that? Just, and you're listening to this, and you're like, "What is going to go wrong?" Because the music is telling you something is about to happen, and then execute order 66 <laughs> that happens, and so she gets loot. Well, yeah, back to that part. She gets loose. She goes. She goes. She, she manages to escape. She manages to escape, and she goes to uh, Maul's holding cell. And they've literally just put the casket in the cell and then locked the cell. <laughs> he is in a cell in a cell, essentially. It's more like one of the cell. It's like the cell that uh, Princess Leia was being held mm-hmm. in, but with a force field instead yeah. of a door. So um, uh, she goes and essentially knocks out because she doesn't want to hurt any of the clone troopers, which I understand because you know she fought alongside them. She thinks of them a lot of them as friends. So she knocks out the two guards which Plus were, they're all wearing they're all wearing helmets that have her face painted on them. Literally. <laughs> she well the, the Except the, for Rex, but Well anyway. the thing is that they're told to kill Maul uh by uh Rex. Mm-hmm. So they go to Well oh, and, and this is another thing when Rex after Order sixty six takes full control they basically explain how the clones were basically conditioned to understand what that meant. That it means that the Jedi have have are have turned traitor against the Republic and must be executed. That wasn't something that was really conveyed in episode in uh, Revenge of the Sith when it happened. It was just execute Order sixty six, and it's just like okay, and, blah, 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 blah. And, then, yeah, and then you see a massacre. Yeah, Clone Wars goes into a lot more detail for a lot of what happened oh, to yeah. Anakin, the clones, Obi Wan Kenobi. It it really is. If you are a fan of Star Wars, you must watch Clone Wars because of how it deepens everything. It makes the, the prequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy had a lot of flaws, and one of it is that it didn't do a whole lot of character development. No. It, it, to, to, it, that really needed to be done to explain why Anakin turned to the dark turned side. to the dark side the way he did. All, all we saw in Attack of the Clones was his mom got killed, mm-hmm. and then in Episode Three, he's trying to find out because he keeps getting these visions of Padme screaming, mm-hmm. and he doesn't and understand dying, and dying. And so he's talking to uh, Palpatine. Yeah, we all we all we know, all, we, we, all know, know we don't need goes. to recap that. But we all know how it goes. Uh-huh. So, uh, he uh, she goes and sets Maul free. Uh, 
and she explains to him what's going. Like, on. You're just a distraction. So it's I like I just I just need you to distract the the clone so that way I can get out. He's like, okay, and then he proceeds to go on a killing spree. <laughs> Imagine the Vader scene from the hallway scene from Rogue One with Vader. But Maul doesn't even have a lightsaber. No, and it doesn't matter. He is—he's literally ripping shit off the walls. He is intimidating as fuck when he rounds that corner, and the clone troops are just retreating, shooting, and he's ripping panels off of the walls, using them to block the shots, cutting heads off. Oh, that was dark. <laughs> they, you don't, don't sh- they don't show it, but you hear like a slicing motion, and then you see. Helmets falling to the ground. Uh, there was the one panel that he threw at one of the clones, and it was like lodged into the wall, and you just see the clone's body slumped over it. Well, you hear the slicing motion sound there too, and then he gets that one clone's arm ripped off by the door, and then he goes and takes his communicator. Yeah, because <laughs> you see him walking around with it afterwards. Just and so then, like interesting. So that's where they're where they're so trying to. He goes to the engine room. He, he goes to the engine room. It apart. He literally walks in. He literally walks in there, and you know, like you have all these clones in there shooting at him. He's just like, bye, bye. Throw you to the side. Take your. I'm gonna punch your helmet off. Use it to block a couple shots. Chuck it at this dude's head. And then he looks over at like the two, like the ion engines that are on the sides here, and he just proceeds to force them down, and, and just, I'm just like. like Starkiller eat your heart out. <laughs> well, Starkiller managed to rip a whole Star Destroyer out of out of out of the air. He pulled this one out of uh, out of hyperspace, out of hyperspace, <laughs> and then fall in fall, fell into a planet. I'm sorry, moon, because yeah. for whatever reason, the moons have atmospheres in the Star Wars universe. There are moons in our solar system that have atmosphere. It's not necessarily one that we can breathe. But no, the point still stands. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> so it's Star Wars. It's, it's fantasy that just happens to be in space. So that's why I try to keep telling people. So it's not sci-fi. It's science fantasy. Anyway. So <laughs> he, so he does that, and meanwhile, the thing with Ahsoka is happening where she gets the chip out of Rex's head. He's like, oh, uh, well, she's like, we need to find out how many of the, you know how many of the troops of turned against us and he's like it's all of them <laughs> he's like it's all of them every single clone trooper everywhere and so she's like S- just stun them I don't want you to actually kill me he's like okay and they proceed he's to like s- I don't see why how that's really going to help and he then later in the in the episode as they're making their push towards to try to get to a shuttle or a ship or anything he he finally drums it home to her it's just like they will not stop they will Die trying to kill you. <laughs> you cannot. You can't basically just not kill them because they, they, they'll just still keep trying to kill you. Well, they. Well, the thing is that earlier, uh, this was after she had es- had escaped from them after they were shooting at her, where he says, um, if anybody uh, essentially takes her side, kill them. And so he. Is essentially taking her side, but at the same time, he's still holding her at gunpoint because she's like, "All right, let's see if we can trick them." And meanwhile, but, it's but then uh, Jesse, the other clone trooper uh, that was given a name in the episode, is like, "Oh, uh, kill them both." <laughs> he's like, "Kill them both," and so she's reflecting. Meanwhile, he's stunning, and then the, these droids that they have working uh, with them are flanking around trying to get. Prep a shuttle or something. Well, yeah, prep a shuttle, and meanwhile, I think one of them—I uh, think it was one of them—started messing with the floors, 
So that way, like, the clones would literally... being dropped down into a lower hangar or something. Um, and uh, Ahsoka, like, once they realize... Because she actually does get hit a couple times. Not fatally, but enough to hurt her. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of slow her down a little bit because she's dual-wielding lightsabers like she always does. And then and Maul shows up and he's just sort of like, there's a shuttle. I'll take that. <laughs> gets in the shuttle. He's trying to fly away. They're she- trying to... She's trying to pull the shuttle back using the force because she's like no that's ours <laughs> but she realizes you know like oh it's pointless lets him go and then he mm-hmm. it's again it's one of those things going into the episode I knew those three at the very least Rex Ahsoka and Maul were going to survive because they show up the, all three of them show, show up, up in Rebels clone. in Rebels in Rebels yeah uh, but it's like at the same time I'm like are they going to manage to save any of the other other troopers? Or something you know? Are they, so they can be with Rex later? No, nope. Um, so they the, managed yeah, the, to they managed to escape using a Y wing, mm-hmm. a Clone Wars Y wing, uh, and it's a pretty epic falling scene because the ship is actually is falling into the atmosphere, disintegrating as it's going. The whole thing is just like coming apart at the seams. And so uh, they manage to get out. Maul don't mess around when he's like, "I'm going to rip this 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 ship apart to pull it out of hyperspace." That's literally you know, he's basically exactly what he did. So he goes, or uh, they go in. Uh, Rex is piloting this thing, and meanwhile, she's trying to get into the uh, the, the gunner the, seat. The gunner seat. Uh, so that way they can make it safely down to the surface. And so once they do that, and mind you, during this whole scene, zero dialogue. Just the music. Just just the music, just the action, just the sounds. It is... Like the last bit of dialogue that you see are like the two like commanding officers on the Star Destroyer right before there, because this is one of those like dual bridge Star Destroyers from the Clone Wars. The bridge that they're on blows up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and their dialogue, that's it after that. No other piece of dialogue after that. It's just mm. moody music, yep. action, Star Destroyer falling onto a moon, and Ahsoka trying to get on board a, uh, uh, a Y-Wing. She gets on, they land. Next thing you see is the camera is like panning along the ground, the, and you the, see the, the the trench that the sh- the ship made as it crashed, and and all the debris, all, all the debris. You see like the hangars, like the hangar doors are all banged up. The one bridge is smoking because of the, it was destroyed, and it pans up, and then you see Ahsoka standing there with like a cloak on. And essentially grave markers with, like, clone trooper helmets uh, strewn all about that, I guess. Because I think they had... Due to the dead, basically. Yeah, so I think they went and gathered up as many of the bodies as they could and buried them. Because you see Rex carrying a shovel, and then he puts it onto the side of the Y-Wing. And you see, like, a backpack that he has on. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, she looks at the lightsaber... That Anakin had given to her just before they split up, that, him to go off to Coruscant with Obi Wan to rescue Palpatine, her to go off to Mandalore to capture Maul. Because he said, "Oh, if you're going to battle Maul, you're going to need these." Mm-hmm. And it's not her lightsabers from when she was a Padawan. These are like new ones because mm-hmm. they were what color were they? Blue. Yep. Um, she takes the lightsaber and drops it and walks away. 
Meanwhile, this meanwhile it the the next part takes place uh, about five months after. I don't. It's not exactly. It's clear. not exactly. No, no. I've read exactly clear ex- exactly how long, but it's long enough that they now have stormtroopers rather than clone troopers. Yes, which from what I heard was <laughs> a mistake. Um, so you can easily the, you can easily you know write write that off. It's just like it could be a couple of years later. It's just and, but Vader was like too busy doing all the stuff that Palpatine needs hunting to do, down other hunting down other other Jedi, establishing his authority as you know as Vader's right hand man and chief enforcer. Um, and then finally they they're like we tracked down what happened to. Uh, the, to Sokotano's ship from the end of the Clone Wars, but I had the thing is that I had read that it te- it does take place about five months after, okay. and so next thing you see is snow. You see one of the uh, the Imperial shuttles landing. You see the snow troopers. You see the creepy goddamn probe droids that they have from <laughs> from Empire Strikes Back, and. Then you hear Vader's breathing. And you just see him walk by as he walks up to where the grave markers had all been. Now, I'm not sure if they were all buried under the snow or if they maybe had cleared cleared the grave markers out before they left. But regardless, Vader walks over to where that was. And he finds the, he finds the lightsaber in the snow and he just brushes the snow off. And he ignites it. And then the owl... Overhead, that bird that he saw. Yeah, that's Ahsoka's owl. From which episode was that? From like Rebels and stuff. Oh, really? Oh, now I remember. But he looks up at it, and you could see his eyes. Yeah, his you mask. can see if you pause it and you look close enough, you can see Anakin's eyes through the uh, the Vader helmet. Uh, Eyes, the lenses. The the yeah. We you have to look close enough. Yeah, it's like you have to be looking for it, but it's there. Um, and, and he's the, and really the whole scene of the wreckage in the snow was very go- very gorgeous. Surreal. It was it it was a painting. I noticed that as I'm looking at him, like that looks more like a painting than CG. And it's just, and I think that's what they did. It was just CG. It was just a painting, and then they did the CG animation over top of it. However, that however they did it, it was. It was Gorgeous, it really was, and again, yeah. very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Uh, because no dialogue, again, no dialogue. The only the closest thing you have to dialogue in that thing is just the occasional hearing the little and the, and the probe droid talking. Well, that's the the noises that it yet. makes, <laughs> but um, it's, it, yeah, it is a great ending. It's you know very tragic, of course. Because unfortunately, we all knew it was going to be it was going to end in tragedy. We we just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. So, he turns the lightsaber off, turns around, and walks away. And the last thing you see is reflected in, I think that was Jesse's helmet. His helmet, at least, was there in the snow. Yeah. And you can just see Vader's silhouette in the middle of the uh, T-bar of the the helmet's visor, you know, before it just fades away. And the last shot is just on that clone trooper helmet with Ahsoka's face paint on it. And then and it that's it. Cut the black roll credits. End of cl- end of Clone Wars, right there. It again. If you are a Star Wars fan, you sh- and, and you have Disney Plus, you should absolutely watch Clone Wars. 
try to find the chronological uh, or order of episodes if you can, because I feel like it makes much more narrative sense to watch it that way. Um, but once you get to like season six, I believe uh, you, it no longer jumps back and forth, and you can just watch it straight. But regardless, should absolutely, absolutely check it out. It is fantastic. I, I recommended this to. Uh, to Jay because he had not seen either Clone Wars or, or Rebel. Rebels, and, I told and, you, him, and you kept talking about how, how about how they handled Maul, and I was finally, like, and I was finally just like, I think it was after I watched Mandalorian, I was like, or no, I started watching it before Mandalorian came out because I got far enough into Clone into Clone Wars that at the end of the Mandalorian, when Moff Gideon cuts his way out of his wrecked TIE fighter with the Darksaber. I was like, holy shit! Aren't you, like, again, aren't you glad I told you to watch it? Oh, yeah. And I just remembered, after seeing that episode, going going, going around the corner to your room, was like, have you seen the, la- the last episode? Yeah, he's like, and you were like, no, not yet. I'm like, let me know how you th- what you think about the ending. <laughs> and you just, I think you came around and was just like, he has the Darksaber. <laughs> It was wow. <laughs> it yeah. It is well. So, the Mandalorian is a, is a great so series. Also, I, again, Star Wars fan, check out the Mandalorian. If if you haven't seen the Mandalorian yet and you call yourself a Star Wars fan, then what, what is are you, wrong with you? The now, uh, granted, yeah, the Clone Wars show isn't perfect. There are some like moments oh, where yeah. it's like, eh, whatever. Um... Like there was one episode where um, Anakin. Most and of the episodes that focus too much on Jar Jar, I think, are are weaker episodes because the character is just way too much of a clown to really be. You shouldn't focus too heavily on him to try to try to make him seem that. Oh, the otherwise. probably one of the best episodes was the Water Planet episode. Fair enough. It's like once you put him in water, he's a, a little bit more in his element, but he's still klutz and a clown. <laughs> Well, George Lucas did base him off of Goofy. Yeah. So, we'll give him that. Borsh. <laughs> um, but, um, I gotta, I gotta talk about one of the episodes. Misa Jar Jar Binks. I, I gotta talk... God. <laughs> Misa, now owe you life debt. Um, I gotta talk about uh, one, ep- one other episode, or two other episodes. It's the episodes where Yoda goes on that journey. On, on his vision quest. Yes. Because during Yoda, <laughs> because during his vision quest, he ends up conversing with Darth Bane. Mm, yes, and Darth Bane <laughs> is voiced by Mark Hamill. <laughs> he is a voice actor. <laughs> yes, but, but and, he, and to Mark Hamill's credit, he did enough difference to the voice that you couldn't quite tell it was him, and he wasn't doing his Joker voice. Thank God. No. So the thing is. He honestly, I've seen, I've seen like clips of, like I think it was one of those Watch Mojo videos where it's like top ten uh, Mark Hamill voice acting roles, and I'm, as I'm listening to it, I'm just like, uh, like half of these all sound the same. <laughs> Way too many of them had a, had a trace of Joker in there. You should hear his Chucky voice. Um, I need to I need to check that one out too. Anyway, so anyways, um, so Dark Bane, yes. Mark openly admitted that he knew nothing. Of Darth Bane or his significance to Star Wars lore, mm-hmm. his son explained it to him on how important Darth Bane is. And he was okay. Like, oh, <laughs> so this was something that I actually 
I, I ended up reading about. So Darth Bane was the one who Palpatine. Created the rule of two. Well, no, he Palpatine. Remember when Palpatine was sitting with Anakin during that like weird opera-looking show thing in yeah. Episode Three, right? And he's telling him about a Sith Lord who could restore life. Darth or t- Plagueis. Yes. So Darth Plagueis is the one who knocked up Shmi Skywalker. I mean, it's one of those things that was very much implied in in Episode Three with, with that whole conversation. Yes, as, as to how the midichlorians birthed Anakin or whatever, how whatever gobbledygook they, they came up with. <laughs> nope, it was Plagueis because yeah, I, I think. Figured, well, see, I didn't assume Plagueis. I assumed Sidious learned from Plagueis and then did it himself. That's always a possibility, but I had... Regardless, it was that, you know, unnatural knowledge from the dark side that essentially caused Anakin's birth. But it wouldn't surprise me if whether, if uh, Plagueis somehow knew that Shmi was going to give birth to... Or was destined to give birth to Anakin, and then Anakin was going to do all the shit that he did. Because if you really think about it, Anakin did end up bringing balance to the Force. Just took longer than... Everybody expected, and not the way they were expecting it. Well, to. actually, if you think, if you're assuming that he brought balance to the force by turning to the dark side, Lucas himself said, "No, that's not what it. That's not what it was." Um. By the it way, it was him killing Palpatine at the end of Return of the Jedi that uh, restored the balance. And uh, but um, <clears throat> but yeah. So Clone Wars definitely. I heavily. I, I heavily, heavy, heavy recommend. Um, once you once you've watched Clone Wars, go and watch Rebels. So this is another great series. So this is something that I heavily I I'm gonna recommend for you to do. Watch the first two of the prequel movies, then watch all of Clone Wars, including the Clone Wars movie, which factors in there. It's you know not like the first thing you would watch if you're doing the chronological watch. Although we understand if you want to do it uh, in release order, yeah. If you want to do it just in the order that they're that they're put on Disney Plus, go for it. You'll still it's still a great still a great series. Um, it's just some episodes take place in later seasons take place before seasons and earlier or before episodes and earlier seasons. But that's just George Lucas's style. That's on him, not Disney or yeah. whatever channel uh, Clone Wars was originally on. But but yeah, uh, that and then after you watch episode three, watch Rebels. Because Rebels actually does end up eventually connecting to Rogue One. Because the ghost, the ship from uh, from Rebels, is seen in the Battle of Scarif. And you see Chopper at one point. I had forgotten about that, but yeah. You know, yeah, like, Chopper. Yeah, I think it's because he, he wasn't waving his little arm around. No, like, well, well, it's not so much that. It's just that he's literally just... Ro- it's on Yavin Four, yeah, I right? Know. The base. I figured that's where, right? Where the base, the base from the place where it would have made sense. The, the, ba- the base from Episode Four, uh, and at one point in time, you see him just rolling along the ground, and you can tell it's Chopper. He's not doing his womp 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 thing. Yeah, womp, he's just womp. minding his own damn business. But you know it's him because Chopper honestly looks like he's made from spare parts. Well, he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, and yeah, Rebels is a fantastic series. Like, Resistance is another series. I haven't actually watched that one. 
That one is much more geared towards yo- a younger. Audience. You can tell based on the animation style, but uh, Poe Dameron is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, BB-8 is in it. Um, of course, because BB-8 is like the most recognizable thing from sequel era. <laughs> Well, apparently now Baby Yoda has replaced BB-8 as the cutest damn thing in the Star Wars well, universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Everybody who has watched that series gets immediately defensive and protective of Baby Yoda from the moment they laid eyes on him. Because we, we all remember the reaction we had in, in the last episode of Season 1 of, Mandal- of Mandalorian when the trooper punches, punches Baby Yoda. Everyone was just like, you're killing him! <laughs> and guess what happens? Yep. So, uh, um, but yeah, should we now talk about Mandal- possible Mandalorian season two? T- um, so this is all right. They so have confirmed at least. So they have confirmed at least anyway. Yes, at least anyways that Ahsoka will be in season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portrayed by Rosario Dawson, who is the perfect actress to play Ahsoka. No, it is not. Goddamn Brie Larson. No. Um, I'm sorry. No, just I would. No. I would rather have Brie Larson play Samus. Um, yes. Uh, or live action um, Sergeant Calhoun from Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> no, just get the original voice actress. Yeah. Okay. Um. But uh, but yes, Ahsoka is confirmed for it. Michael Bean from Aliens is in it. I don't know who he's playing, though, because they haven't revealed who he's but playing. you know who else, what other character I have heard is going to be in Season 2 of Mandalorian? Who? Sabine Wren. Ooh. And if I'm right, that's who Sasha Banks, the WWE wrestler, is portraying. She's got the right... She's she's She, she has the right kind of look to pull, to pull it off. I gotta take another look at Sabine, but yeah. Um... Maybe like obviously an older version of Sabine. Well, um, obviously. Now this <laughs> is a rumor. The last time we saw Sabine at the end of Rebels was just after uh, the Empire fell. Now we could treat this as a rumor. Supposedly Ezra Bridger is going to be in it too. If they give us closure on that from the end of Rebels. Because the ending to Rebels literally leaves it open to bring these characters back. Uh-huh. Because uh, one of the characters in, I wouldn't say Force Ghost form, does have a cameo of sorts at the end of, um, Rite of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, where you hear all the different Jedi voices. And you hear Kanan Jarrus's voice. You don't just hear his; you hear Ahsoka's voice too. Yes, but it's. It, but the thing is that a lot of them are like because they're. It's like voice, another voice, another voice, another voice, another they're voice. They're all sort of overlaid over one. Another. Um, you can't really tell, so you literally need to essentially go and read whose voices they are. Because uh, granted, yeah, I know that one of them I think was uh, Hayden Christensen. I think they did get him back for that. Um, Another one I think was Sam Jackson. They got a whole bunch of them. One of them obviously anybody Yoda. Could, anybody that they could get. They could. Obviously one of them was Yoda. Uh, but yeah, supposedly um, Ezra Bridger is going to be in it. I'm wondering if uh, uh, Grand Admiral uh, Thrawn is going to be in it. Also, because again, the way that now that would be a thing. Oh my god! Because they Thrawn were to be brought into live action. Oh yes. Who, who would you want to play him? I though? don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's who Michael Bean is. Maybe he's the older version of Ezra. 
There you go. Because they don't, they haven't revealed who he's playing yet. The thing is, as well, it, we're we're both looking forward to next month when it finally drops. <laughs> I don't know. We may do something for the binge cast related to it. We're not going to do like the do a wait for them all to come out and then binge them all at once. So, no, we'll do it week by week. My recommendation is do that. Angry Joe does it for his show, but he does his in front of a camera. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, regardless, we're gonna tr- we're gonna try to do something for Mandalorian for the binge cast uh, when it when it drops. May maybe uh, separate ep- separate episodes f- from our regular uh, from our regular. Schedule. I'm, I'm game. I'm game. Uh, but regardless, we're we're all looking forward to it. And of course, we both love Star Wars. I've said in the past, I want more Star Wars stories. That don't just focus on the same characters all the time, you know. So basically, like the, the Mandalorian, trilogy. The Mandalorian was like, like exactly the sort of thing that I wanted, you know, showing us sort of like stuff that doesn't necessarily involve the the Skywalker clan and all of, and all of their basically all of their force friends. users. It's, well, yes, you know, I, if there never if there wasn't if there hadn't been Baby Yoda in there at all, and they found some way to tell a story without without. It, Baby Yoda in there regarding the Mandalorian, I would have been one hundred percent fine with that. Of course, Baby Yoda makes it even more awesome. But uh, uh, but yeah, I want to see more stories uh, in the Star Wars Star Wars universe that don't just focus on. Okay, so in that case, let me ask you something: between the two Star Wars stories movies, between Solo and Rogue One, which one's your favorite? Rogue One. Rogue One. Solo, is- Solo has 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 its flaws, and it's just, it wasn't as good. Rogue One, I I, I really really liked it. We, yeah, it was. Yeah, I had essentially a, sad, a something of a sad ending because all the characters we got to know over the course of the movie all died. But I love how you can pop in Rogue One, and when that ends, immediately Rogue pop in Episode, episode Four. four. <laughs> um, now, uh, it, I actually did have to tell one, tell my old boss uh, or my old manager in my office uh, when uh, when Rise of Skywalker was coming out and everything. Cause she she wanted to do a, basically a chronologic. Watching of everything Star Wars on Disney Plus, and I, and I told her, you might have some trouble with Clone Wars. Give me some time. I'll type. I'll type up a, a list for you of how of the chronological order of everything. And so that's what. So that's what I did. And I sent sent her the email. She was like, Oh, so the Clone Wars is like, yeah, Clone Wars is like all of the. Place. I had to explain <laughs> to our um, ex roommate mm-hmm. that uh, Clone Wars was still canon because he was like, Oh well, Ahsoka is no longer canon with the rest of the. Uh, this thing, I was like, yes, she is. He was like, really? And I had to because I, I said, Ahsoka is in Star Wars Rebels, and a lot of the characters from Clone Wars make appearances in Rebels. In fact, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this right now: Rex is in Return of the Jedi. Yes, he's the old he's the old uh, soldier with the gray beard. Yes, the, that uh, is Rex because in the near- last last few episodes of the last season of Rebels. He gets that outfit. Yes, he is seen wearing the rebel outfit that he that you see him wearing in Return of the Jedi. If you don't believe me, Google it. Yes, I did that when they announced that, and I was like, "Hold on, there was a clone in Return of the Jedi," and I had a. I'm sitting there at work. I had to stop working, and then it was like, and lo and behold, there he is. Yep. But yeah, so we're coming up on an hour and a half of talking here. I think we should probably wrap this up. But yeah. Um, it was a very good ending to the clo- to the Clone Wars series, the last season. Depressing, depressing, but we knew where this was going. We knew, yes, that's the thing. We knew where it was going, and it was it wasn't the destination; it was the journey. 
Exactly. And, you know, that's how a lot of the sort of prequel stuff, not Star Wars prequels, but prequel stuff in general needs to be. It's like, you may know where it's all going to lead, but you don't know how you're going to get there. And that's the part where you can make it work. You have to, where you have to make it work is throwing in those little curveballs and showing showing off, uh, showing that that sort of thing, and basically maybe yeah, showing how we got here. Yes, um, I just I'm just I just want to know why did it take so long to do this season? Uh, I mean, granted, granted, I would have been. I mean, I was kind of fine with uh, the way. Season six ended with net on Netflix, mm. where it was it was like the last few oh, episodes yeah, were Yoda. about Yoda. Yeah, and essentially establishing a lot about the balance of the Force and and all of and one of the things I will openly admit that I love about that those last few episodes was the fact they got Liam Neeson back to play Qui Gon Jinn. Yes, uh, but uh, so yeah. Uh, Clone Wars, very good, very good series. I, I think one reason I was reluctant to watch it for so long is that I just sort of felt like it was just never going to be as good as anybody said. No, no, I think no, I think I think I know the reason why. It's because the prequel trilogy left a bad taste in your mouth. It left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. But after anybody who says that they like the prequel trilogy, I personally feel you are just in denial. But yeah, it's just yeah. No, no disrespect to anybody that does that does love it. It's just I really don't like the prequel trilogy. But this makes it better. This makes it better. Yes, honestly, if when Disney had taken over, uh, taken over the Star Wars franchise, and they basically said, "Yeah, the prequel trilogy is all now non-canon," I'd have been like, "Great! <laughs> How are you going to fix it?" But they said, "Nope, that's still canon," and I was like, "All right, fine. We'll just..." But Clone Wars definitely salvages so much from it. The way they tell the stories and the little details that they that they put in there about about stuff like there were like there were the two clone troopers that met the little uh, Twilight girl yeah uh, and at the end and then when we we see them in a later season one of them has has her face drawn on his head the episode where R two D two and three PO had their own episode where it was like a bunch of like misadventures that they have. Yeah. Uh, and where they end up on like a random ass planet after ending up on a Y wing, and they're on this planet, and uh, their their internal power drains, and so they both shut down, and then they're eventually found by the uh, the clones, and they were like, "What are you guys doing here?" And three PO was like, "Oh, it's such a long story." And he's like, "All right, well, tell us later. We got to go." Okay. <laughs> uh, now I want to say two of the things that I love the most about the show, and this subtle things. Number one, the Jedi fortune cookies. At the beginning of every single episode, they have oh some... the little the little uh, little quotes. Yes. Like... Now, the last four episodes do not have those. It literally says something like Star uh, Wars: The Clone Wars. Star Wars: The Clone. But it's in red. No, the first episode for the last four episodes does the ding, ding right the usual stuff right the usual Star Wars intro. But then the rest after that, they don't do that at all. The the fortune cookies. It really all... does feel like the last four episodes, especially. Should not even have the like the episode breaks in between. Them. No, just take those out and just let it run as one as one full two hour episode. I've been fine with that. I'd have been fine with that for all three. You know, if if heck Disney, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you're listening, 
Make that an option. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, you can just cut cut the cut the in episode intros and stuff out completely. Not just so we have to like pull, pick up the, the remote and click a button to make it to make it happen. Just literally, just something you can toggle on and just leave it. Also, put this on iTunes. <laughs> So I can buy it because <laughs> yeah. I'm tr- I'm tr- I'm trying to make a Star Wars playlist and there you like so what you, you said. Can, so when you're at work, you can just literally have them playing in your playing in your ear or whatever. Yes, yeah, basically. And because I made I made a uh, a playlist, and you've done of, it for everything else. So you just want that you want this season. Yes. Um. So um. Uh, the other thing that I like is the opening narrating because it's like an old timey like yeah, it's news like a propaganda like a newsreel like, propaganda newsreel it's like it's like Anakin Skywalker is fighting Count Dooku on this planet Meanwhile, battle over Geonosis <laughs> exactly like that's one of the things that I love about the Clone Wars mm-hmm. series they did it very very well in terms of like how they were telling the stories and also doing these opening narrating like again like what you said the propaganda stuff because uh, uh, it's like and all the, the other little recurring characters that keep popping up over the course of Clone Wars, um, Zero the Huts or Cad Bane and some of the other bounty hunters, but also Hondo. Yes, love Hondo. <laughs> I want him in a live action thing. Have him show up in Mandalorian season two. But we're gonna need to get Jim Cummings to voice over him, obviously, <laughs> because only Jim Cummings can use that old '90s Saturday morning cartoon voice. <laughs> Anybody can, but he's the one who makes it work for that character. He so made it work well. so well. When he showed up in Rebels, I was like, "Hondo's back!" <laughs> yes, he's old as dirt now, but yes, he's old as dirt, and he's still and he's still crooked as crooked as hell but god love him <laughs> oh my god so many level yes you're gonna end up loving a lot of characters mm-hmm. certain characters but you're gonna yeah. be like kill this asshole yeah absolutely <laughs> but yeah so Clone Wars season 7 a worthy conclusion to the to the, to the, to the, to the series the, um, and a worthy uh, story for the uh, the prequel trilogy absolutely well the the series as a whole does so much for the prequel trilogy to to salvage uh, so many of the missed opportunities, as it were, um, and we know. also we also get younger versions of certain characters yeah. too. Uh, uh, shit, what's his face from Rogue One, the one who uh, led the other Resistance group, Saw Gerrera. Yes, we get a younger version of him in the Clone Wars. Actually, it's what, him and what? his sister. I thought that was in Rebels. No, he's in Rebels also, but okay. we get a younger... No, the version of him that's in Rebels... That's, yeah, you're right, you're right. ...is it's, the one that leads into he's, Rogue he's One. Start, he's starting to get the get the wild mane of hair, and he's got some of the cybernetic replacements. And, and then and, and then the last episode that he's in, he disappears, and then you technically don't see him again until... until Rogue One. Until Rogue One. But the thing is that the episode that you... The last episode that you see him in in Rebels leads into... Rogue One. So I think that... Well, and, and especially um, Saw Gerrera's stuff is another one of those things that sort of shows you how he ended up becoming the extremist that he was. You know, that, you know, why he broke from the main rebel alliance to with his partisans. Because sort of like, they were like, you're doing, you're doing stuff that we don't approve of, we, that we don't want to fight the war this way. And he's just sort of like, no, they need to pay and th- this is how we get results. Well, I mean, he did blow up a big ass kyber crystal. Mm, yep. But um, so yeah, 
Clone Wars, absolute absolute must watch for any Star Wars fan. Then go watch Rebels, and enjoy that one as well. But uh, I think that unless you have anything, Tom Baker's in Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes, the 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 Bendu. That's right. Yes, <laughs> another great force force user thing. I'd like to see more of those. Technically, Star Wars has now had two of the Doctors. I know Mace Windu, who was... Or not Mace uh, not, not Tom Tom Baker as the Bendu, sorry. Who was the other? David Tennant. Which was his character again? Do you remember the episode in Clone Wars with the younglings? Where he was showing them how to build lightsaber? He was the droid, that's yes! right. Yes! I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that. Talking of that that episode. That planet, Illin? Yeah. Has shown up in other Star Wars stuff. Yeah, it showed up in the uh, the more recent game. No. Not just that. That was Starkiller Base. Really? That was Starkiller Base? Oh, they, they messed that planet up. Well, the trench that the Starkiller laser was housed in... That was a big-ass kyber crystal, wasn't it? That's where they where the Empire got a lot of kyber crystals, yes. Well, yeah, I know. No, I mean the Empire, not the First Order, the Empire. Yeah, I know, because you remember when... But more than that, I... I've heard rumors that Mandalorian season two will go to Illin. That might be the snow, the, the, the icy planet that we that we see that we see him and Baby Yoda on. Because uh, I heard, which makes sense, it has ties to the Jedi, all the Kyber crystals. So he's probably it's, so. Yeah, baby. It's like if he gets word that's like this is a place where the where the Jedi used to go for with their younglings when when they were getting trained. There you go. There you go. Um. Uh, so we're, we got distracted. <laughs> we need to wrap this up. Uh, there's too so, much. There's too much. To there, go there, into. Is, there is just so much that we could that we could go on about. But again, we've gone more than an hour and a half now. So uh, yes, check out Clone Wars. Check out Rebels. Uh, we're both looking forward to Mandalorian season two and other Star Wars stuff as and when it comes out. So yeah, any final thoughts to add before? Um, just that I'm really looking forward to season two of Mandalorian. Um, want to see us? And um, I'm honestly, I'm honestly curious as to where they're gonna start taking the movies now because I know that the more recent trilogy was not. Th- th- this is another case of. Mm. Well, th- let's not get into the the flaws of the the sequel trilogy because that could be a whole other ramble cast. <laughs> Between me and you, yeah, yeah, between 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 the two of us, um, um, but um, but some no, of the others haven't watched enough of the Star Wars stuff to be able to chime in. But but no, I like because I I've heard that some stuff has been canceled, some stuff they're doing again. Like they, uh, Ewan McGregor did announce that he is back as Obi Wan Kenobi for the Obi Wan Disney Plus series. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, honestly, wondering, does that take place before or after he kills Maul? <laughs> Or, yeah, I would probably say go for before. Well, actually, I don't know. There's still a lot they could, they could, a lot of story potential between uh, when, you know, he went to Tatooine and up to when Maul shows up to try to kill him and then post that before uh, episode four starts. So there's a, there's a lot of potential, uh, potential stories you could tell there. Um, but at any rate, that's again 
more stuff that we can talk about in in future ramble casts about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, um, is it a wrap? That's a wrap on this rap cast, <laughs> this rap ramble cast. Uh, so, for Chris, I'm Jay, and we'll see you when we do our next binge. <laughs>